welcome to episode 87 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. In this week's podcast, Sean and I are discussing the topic of growth and what you do when that growth hits. So, with that, let's start the show. Sean, how's it going? Good, Les. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's been... uh, it's been three weeks since we've uh, recorded our last uh, episode. I know. I, I, I felt bad every Tuesday when we normally do it. Each Tuesday that I was tied <laughs> up, I was like, oh, we can't do it. We can't do it. Now. Yeah, it was, it was very difficult for Sean and I to, uh, to get together through the holidays. We both had family. We were both, you know, I think you were traveling, weren't you? I was, yeah, I was traveling every place from Florida to Texas and back to California. It was, it was a good, it was yeah. a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I did get to see a lot of people, which was, which was good. So if there is, you know, that, that kind of, um, benefit to your being, you know, whether we talk about work a lot, but it's sure. your work life balance, you know, seeing some, seeing some old friends, um, in, in, and, and old relatives actually when I went to Florida. So. That was pretty good. Not old. I mean, long time, not necessarily old. <laughs> long-term <laughs> friends. Yeah. Long-term you know, friends I, I, I will things. say as you and I, as you and I discussed before the podcast, our little break did not slow down our listeners at all because, uh, uh, we seem to, you know, still have quite a few people listening to some of our older podcasts. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, Hey, I'm glad people are enjoying them. Uh, you know I think this, I'm go ahead. Sp- I'm going to, I'm going to, spring this on you and it might be it might be good to bring up here you know when i I listen to podcasts the podcasts i listen to they say hey here's our email address send us suggestions and comments and things like that we don't have an email address i know we have we have uh, the website to go to but i think we need to have a combined email address that we address some of the the things that listeners might want to hear yeah not a bad idea you know i need to see if we can set that up in our in our uh in our website you know, that's one of those things, uh, uh, watch what you wish for, right? Well, I know, but <laughs> I, I think, I think it would be a lot of fun if we could do some direct interaction between people and, and, you know, we have, we have thick skin if people don't like it and they tell us. Oh, they don't sure. Like it. <laughs> there you oh, go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I don't have a problem with that at all. I do um, appreciate the positive comments from everybody that I, that I run into trade shows and, and, uh, establishments of, of liquid consumption. You know, it shocks me how many of my friends listen to this podcast. So thank you, you all you people. Yes, yes. Um, You know, we're starting off a brand new year, 2018. This will be our, actually our, I believe this will be our third year doing this. Third calendar year, yeah. Third calendar year, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, hey, you know, we enjoy it. I hope that uh, you all enjoy it. So, um, you know. We'll, we'll keep doing it as long as we can think of topics to do. Right. And we'll get an email out for people to help us think of more topics. So, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, we can put a Yahoo email together or something like that. Who cares? Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, and we can start saying it at the beginning of our podcast. Exactly. Um, so today's topic, kind of, a, kind of an interesting one that, uh, you know, uh, Sean and I were discussing before the, the podcast. Sean, I'm going to let you introduce it. All right. Thanks. Well, yeah, we were talking and, and it kind of goes in line with what we've been talking all along about, about being prepared and growing and, and planning for growth. Okay. So the topic that we'd like to talk about today is, all right, when that, when that happens, so there's, 
there's typically a catalyst. Something, something kicks off the growth to the next stage. Yeah. Either one big project, maybe five, five, you know, average size projects that land on your lap and you are scrambling because of deliveries, resources that you need. So how do you handle when the, how do you handle it when the, the catalyst happens? You know, projects well, or whatever like I said, I, how do you, I, I think that the next. Well, I think the first thing I'd like to add to this, to this conversation is what not to do. And in my personal opinion is that we as leaders, uh, well, some leaders have a tendency to take this on, on their own. And I think that that can be a very dangerous answer to the solution. Um, and can, you know, kind of, be detrimental to yourself and how you get all this work done. So I, I think that, you know, you were, you were saying, what should you do? Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think starting off by saying what you shouldn't do is try to take it on, on yourself. What do you think about that? Well, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, I, I like to look at things more from the, the positive. What, what are the actions you should take? Because the, the, you're telling me I'm negative. Yeah. Why are you so negative? <laughs> why are you so negative? <laughs> Not like it's Friday the thirteenth or something. No, oh, no. <laughs> so yeah, all right. We can talk about what 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 you shouldn't do. Um, yeah, taking taking on a, a project or or managing multiple projects by yourself. Yeah, that'll. You're not going to be as effective if you don't know how to delegate and and spread the the work to the people whose expertise is in those sections of the work, you know? So if it's procurement, you know, make sure your procurement person is chasing it down. If it is, if it is service, make sure that the service manager understands what the big picture is. That's where, that's where you as a leader has to be as clear and almost repetitive as possible in making sure that the people that you need to delegate to understand what the end goal is. So, and it's not about just getting a project done. It's about, it's about growing and, and fulfilling the plan that you set forth. Okay. This is the beginning of a new calendar year. So most of us in our companies probably plan last October and November for the upcoming calendar year. And with everybody, whether it's money or people or whatever, you planned on growth, you planned on getting bigger. How are you going to get bigger? Your marketing, your marketing information and sales plan has more revenue in the forecast. There's no doubt, right? So, right. so do you have more revenue and more headcount and more costs for the same margin? Or did you increase the margin? And most of us most likely had a, a slightly higher, a higher margin because we're all optimistic and we all believe that, that if we create more value in the company, we will keep our job. Okay. Sure. So having all that planning, then, then the good, the good, luck or the good planning, the good execution comes together and you've got all this work. How do you now leap? Because, because you typically don't, or I know few companies that say, all right, well, we're going to increase, you know, revenue and cost by 20%. We're going to do that on January 1st. Right. Right. And, and, and you don't want to increase both revenue and cost by the same amount. You want to increase costs less than the increase in revenue to increase that margin. Like I said, so, you know, right. Hey, before you go any further, right there, 
does it make any sense when you're doing growth uh, to grow your your uh, cost of doing business at the same ratio that you're growing your revenue? Because if you do, if it's, if the ratio is the same, does it make sense just to stay at the same level? Well, okay, that's that's an interesting question um, <clears throat> because it shouldn't really be the same the same growth rate. Your cost rate should not be the same growth rate as your revenue rate because of the percentage of margin in between. Right. So that, that'll be your, that, that will be your gap. Plus the, the leveraging of your existing infrastructure and cost can be, okay. can be uh, managed. I mean, unless you are, unless you are, are um, maxed out on the capacity of your, of your equipment and, and, and people like you can't get more out of what you have right for a new project then yeah, then your your cost is going to go up but i still don't see it going up in the same uh proportion as as revenue because you know one one person if you just add one headcount how much more can you sell if, if if your marketing plan says hey one more salesperson will bring in an extra 5 million dollars well your cost to that to that one more salesperson um, is it, is it the same cost? Like, I mean, I, I don't want to go through numbers here. If your costs are X and you add, you add salary that makes it 1.1 times X. If it just so happens that $5 million of sales from that one person is 1.1 times your old revenue. Well, then it's a one for one relationship. Is it worth, is it worth that extra revenue? In my opinion? Yes, because you're just dropping margin now to the bottom line. Gotcha. Right. That's okay. extra. That's, so that's, and that's what margin is. That's what margin is all about. Margin is how much extra did you get from your standard? Now, production. keeping in mind though, that, that, uh, adding that salesperson that just sold $5 million is not all the cost that's going to go into it. Because now that you've sold $5 million, $5 million worth of business, you got to figure out how to, uh, uh, produce that $5 million worth of business with resources, equipment, space, yeah. all that, you know, burden, overhead, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so, uh, I think I still agree with you. Um, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it a little bit to, to make sure that, um, you know, that you're right. Because if it was a one to one growth, that makes no sense whatsoever. But you're right. If you're doing your margin correctly, it shouldn't be a one to one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I say you, if you add a person, of course, all the costs that come along with that in execution. Right. You know, um, ha they have to take it into consideration, but, but people should know that. I don't know if, if, if everybody's got a cost accountant or somebody that really likes to take numbers and mess around on a spreadsheet, but, but ratios and financial analysis, we really haven't gone too much in our podcast about, about, um, Financial ratios, production ratios, you know, how, how much I like to look, I like to look at it because you'd have to do all the talking, <laughs> which, yeah, I'm, I'm shy. I don't like to talk too much. Yeah. No. Um, but that is to me, that's a fun thing. If I look at a company and just straight out how many employees versus how much revenue they make, that's, that's, that's an indicator on how big and how productive the company is. And it depends on what industry, it depends on what industry it is. Sure, in. there's some variables there. As to, yeah, as to what that, what that uh, ratio should be. Right. But, but if, if, if your marketing, if your marketing plan says that the industrial 
market, the, the, the growth in that area or the available pie for you to get is so big, your marketing plan should, should be able to tell you how much of that you should be able to get based on the input that you have cost wise. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if I was clear on that. So if, if I've got, if I've got a cost basis of say $3 million, just looking at it small, I've got a cost, and that cost, that cost can generate $25 million in revenue when the market is 150. Well, then you have to analyze it and say, well, if I add more salespeople, more production, more fabrication, and I move my $3 million cost to $4 million, $4 million, how much more of the market can I grab? Oh, yeah. You know, so, so those now are, you're, those talk, are you so now you're talking about acquiring more market share based on what you're doing. Sure. And if you, if you acquire right. more market share, and just like those little numbers there, you know, $3 million, and who knows, this might apply, $3 million to $4 million of cost. Okay, yeah, that's a 33% increase in cost. If you go from 25, $25 million of revenue to $30 million, that's only a 25% increase in, in revenue. But, you know, is that, mar- is, that, is that worth it for the margin that you get? You know, these are things... These are things, and these are numbers that are coming off the top of my head. I don't have these written down, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's analysis for your own business that you should be doing in order to plan for the growth. So now, so now getting back to the, to the topic that we started is if it does happen, you don't have that extra X dollars of cost on staff and ready to go. You've got to ramp up. Right. And how do you you go about ramping up? Yes. How do you go about ramping up? And we always talk about being prepared. Uh, how much outsourcing do you do? What kind of relationships do you have with, say, engineering resources, extra fabricators that have more capacity? How do you how do you manage how do you manage that influx of work? Basically, the first when you first start growing, it's basically with <clears throat> the old size of the company that you have. So if you're if right. you're a ten million dollar company, you've got ten million million dollar company resources, how do you get to $20 million right off the bat? And that's the thing. Well, can you, well, can, well, can you, can you put it through the existing resources you have, or do you have to outsource? Right. And can you get new permanent resources quickly? How well prepared are you to get those permanent resources quickly? Well, and I have a tendency to think about this type of, when you're starting off this type of growth, uh, you understand that you've got to ramp up. Shouldn't you take kind of a, at least at first, shouldn't you take kind of a, an accordion effect where you need to be able to expand and possibly contract a little bit, uh, or expand and contract back down? Um, I, I guess, I guess my problem with saying that is that then did you do a good job of planning? Well, planning and, and, and we're not talking about, a spike in, in orders. We're talking about growth. Yeah. So, so, so growth, growth, and maybe we have to be specific that, that growth is sustainable, that you're going from, you know, X dollars to Y dollars. So you're saying, so you're saying your graph, literally you were at 20 million and now you're going to be at 30 million and you're going to be able to hold that 30 million. Right. Because your marketing plan, your marketing plan said that you were going to get there. Right. Because of, because of how big the market was and what you did to gain, to gain market share or create a new market or, you know, maybe even buy a company 
by a company that brought you into another market. Okay. Right. And, that, and that, that'll probably even be a different conversation on the costs and the evaluation of how well an acquisition would do for you in the growth plan. M&A. Love M&A. This is fun stuff. M&A. Not I like M&M's M&M. myself, really. But not M&A, yeah. So, so talking about the areas that you need to ramp up in, you've got, you've got to think about resources, people. You've got to think about equipment. You've got to think about space. You've got to think about talent that you already have in-house. Um, what else do you have to think about when you're trying to ramp up like this? I think one of the biggest things in, in, you know, based on whoever listens to us, whether they have a service group, you know, it's after the sale. People, people and, and many companies are great at making the sale and telling the customer what they can do. Um, they're, they're, they're most likely good at executing and getting it done. Now, getting it done on time, that will be the indicator as to how much uh, you're going to grow and sustain. Because if, if you can't, on time with what you promised the customer, you will you will definitely fall off on the growth scale, the growth model that you that you looked at because because people people I think compete more people being different companies compete more on schedule now than necessarily on on cost or product themselves. I would agree, and that's one of the things I've been hearing quite a bit of uh, here lately within our industry, at least, um, that, uh, you know, meeting time schedules and, and meeting, uh, um, you know, requirements that you have put out there is just so important, uh, because of their schedules and their time requirements. So how do you put things in place to make sure you're meeting that? Yeah. And the the thing is customers, they don't want to spend money earlier than they have to. Everybody's everybody's worried about their cash flow. Right. And in terms of payment. Right. So as a supplier, yeah, you have to make sure that you get paid relatively quickly so that your cash flow is fine. But but the end user, they don't want to spend money any earlier than they have to. So they they release purchase orders at the very last minute. So that, that's that's also a catch 22 when you're when you're bidding and selling to win the job. The salespeople are going to say, yeah, we can get that done in 15 weeks. Right. Well, if 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 operations and the execution side says it really takes 16 weeks. You know, you, that's where we go back to the conversations about being honest with yourself and the industry. If the industry can do it in 16 weeks, a salesperson saying that they can do it in 15 weeks just to win the order doesn't help in the long run. Right. So the wind up losing in that. Yeah. yeah and, and, we, and we've talked about in the past, you know, making sure that everybody's aligned and the goals are set and you're, you're at least competing not only against another company, but against the industry as a whole so that you're not, you're not, and if you are able to get things done faster, then that is a competitive advantage, but you don't want to have a false competitive advantage when you are just trying to win the job and then falling down in the execution. Yeah. I mean, and that's a great point too. having false, um, false processes or false requirements in place that um, yeah. later wind up biting you. Well, and, and, and I mean, in the past, I've had projects where when it came to the kickoff meeting with the customer, it was brought up that the competitor could do this, that, and the other thing. And you got the order and you're telling me this, you know, you're, you're telling me it's, it's got to be built in two or three different places. Yeah. And I'm like, 
you know, I, I don't know of any competitor that builds it all in one place and you would have to ship it just from one place. So, you know, when the purchasing person says, well, that's what they said, I said, well, I can't help if, if somebody else gives you some false sense of production or security or whatever, what I'm telling you is the way it's going to, the way it has to happen. So, I mean, not, not being rude about it, but you know, you have to be honest, you have to be honest so that, that there's no um, surprises later on. When it when it comes yeah. to the project, yeah, yeah. So, going back to the original part of this topic, and that is ramping up. Yeah, what do you what are you trying to do when you start ramping up? What is it that we're trying to solve? And 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 I, I pause there to to choose the words um, properly. It's it's to execute in a in a purposeful. Um, oh God, what word am I looking for? Kind of, you know, the, the step-by-step process that you won't, so, so that you won't, and, and I hate to use the, the term won't, that you won't miss steps or have to backtrack and do rework. You have to do it in a controlled, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, you know, a controlled fashion by ramping up in a controlled fashion, not in a, in a chaotic fashion where you might miss things. And when I say you, I mean your team, uh, making sure that everybody's got their eye on the, on the goal so that things aren't missed and rework has to be done in order to then fulfill the obligation. What I see way too often is everybody too general that, that teams of people just want to get things done and they make decisions on the fly without understanding the full impact. And in some percentage of cases, it's not the right decision, but it was a decision made in haste that causes not only cost and rework, but the schedule is not made anyway. So being honest, I'm, I'm, being honest with yourself in what, what can be done and what has to be done is, is very important to maintain that margin. Otherwise, you're going to spend time and money correcting well, and, and not only being honest with yourself, but the team as a whole, yeah. the leadership as a whole, being honest across the board. Right. Um, you know, this is, this is one of the areas where, um, I, I personally struggle with the fact of, you know, making these broad sweeping, uh, changes or, uh, implementations without everybody at least understanding and or thinking about the details that go into making that up. Mm -hmm. Because I think that that's where, well, you can beat me up on this one a little bit if, if, if you want to, but this is, this is one of the areas that, you know, I, I have a hard time when people go, well, that leader doesn't need to know that, or that's too much in the details for that leader, or you're getting way down in the weeds for that leader. Okay. That's to me, that is just, um, how would I say it? That's, that's not making it to where that leader is informed if they're going to be making big decisions. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I would, I would debate you on, on that train of thought in okay. that, in that if I figured leader, you would, yeah, of course, if the leader is a proper leader and has given clear direction to the team, the team has boundaries under which they can work. And the details okay. within those boundaries should be should be um, well within their authorization and knowledge and ability to execute. Where 
like for me, I don't want to know. I don't want to know the details there. I want to know the result. I want to know that that you did within budget and within schedule what you needed to do according to our processes in order to achieve the result. And if the result is okay. made, you know. But I'm making this comment on the basis of this particular topic. Do you still hold to that? Yeah. In, well, yeah, in the so, fact that in the fact that we as leaders are trying to to um, ramp up to the next level, and if you're if you're making uninformed decisions, then you're doing exactly what you talked about not doing earlier, which is making decisions in haste or making decisions that aren't good for the picture as a whole. Now, I'm not saying. I guess details is maybe the wrong word. I'm not saying that the leader should be getting down in the weeds, yeah. but they should understand the scope and the, the full brevity of the project or the, or the ramp up that they're getting ready to do. Yes, I, I agree. And I was going to give a, I, I, I was going to give an example. So we got, a bunch of jobs and a bunch of big jobs that, that popped in on us late last, last quarter it was a great, great quarter. So what I want out of, out of the person managing the, the equipment and the building of the equipment is that in their, in their purview, they would know to go to, to uh, multiple suppliers to meet the delivery because one single supplier couldn't, couldn't get it all done in the time required. Get, get multiple quotes, do this all quickly and lay out a plan for building and delivering what we needed within the time frame. And so for me as, as the leader, I want to know the end result that yes, I've got these suppliers meeting these dates for this budget and, and who he, who he went to and what quotes he got back that he compared to. I don't care right now. If that's the best that can be done, that's what I want to know. That's the best that can be done because I'm the one then that's going back to the customer saying, saying, this is what the schedule is. Agreed. I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the I'm trying to, to figure out yeah. where the details stop and start because I do think that um, by you communicating with the purchasing person, you have given them some guidelines just due to the project that you're trying to do. You've basically made a statement such as, Hey, we've gotten five orders. This is not normal. You're going to have to do something different. Yes. And it may stop there, but you've well, at least explained, and, right. You know, yeah. to some degree what your expectation is. Right. And, and what the do you, and I like that you said, you know, it's expect, I would expect something different has to be done. If the person yes. that's buying doesn't realize that something different has to be done, then you've got to make sure that that's communicated, that that's communicated in the bigger, in the bigger picture. And then if that person needs help getting something different done, then the leader has to realize that. Right. Because and, and that's, what where, I would and that's where the question of, of outsourcing or, or, you know, hiring temporary help, et cetera. Yeah. Because that, what I would, what I would say you wouldn't want to do is go up to that buyer and said, Hey, we just got five new orders. Great. And then walk away. And then, well, yeah, no, no. And then expect that, that uh, buyer to understand the urgency of what's different or the expectation of what should be different. 
I think you've got to go a little deeper. And that's where I guess I'm trying to say that's the detail I'm talking about. And, and like, you know, like with anything else, this is not, um, high level is the left bookend details, the right bookend. What I'm talking about is somewhere in between that. All right. So you talked about an accordion. I'm, I'm picturing that accordion. So from the left end of, of yeah. high level, I think, high level, I think the leader, the leader, he, he or she pierces their way to the right as much as, as much as necessary in order to get a comfortable feeling that their people are executing based on, again, the processes and what should be happening based on the leader's purview of the situation. So, okay. I agree with that statement. <laughs> so what I say, so what I say is, and, and I've got my hands going in some kind of diagram here. So what I say is if, if the leader the leader has to penetrate more than halfway down the line to the detail. I would question how much was really conveyed at the beginning. Does the team know the overall scope and end goal? If they have to go three yes. quarters of the way down, if they have to go three quarters of the way down to the detail, then I would question, does the leader have his or her people prepared for growth? Right. Does the leader have the talent in place needed yes. to do this for growth? I right. would agree. I'll go all the way down. And if the leader has to go down to the nitty gritty detail, does the leader you're have in the trouble? Right people? Yeah. Does the leader have the right people with them at all? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're in trouble. If the leader has to go all the way down, that's a, that's a great, that's a great way of putting it. And what I'm expecting the leader to do is go down three quarter, a quarter of the way down. And, and that's where I was going to come back. That's why I started at half. Right. Yep. Because, okay, you know, we're growing and it's, and it's, it's a, it's an influx. Some, some catalyst mm -hmm. happened where you've got a lot of work or you've, you've made that step change in growth. Okay. So, okay. Maybe, you know, halfway down at the beginning to make sure the leader then as you grow and continue to grow, you know, a quarter of the way into the details, which is basically, Hey, what's happening? What needs to happen? What help, what help has to be given you know something like right that. because i that's, think you as a leader right because i think you as a leader need to realize that if you go any deeper than that then you probably haven't done the right things to get your team in play to be prepared to take a large step in growth mm -hmm. you know and so that's where let's say 3 or 6 months before this um you weren't you didn't train, you didn't set expectations, you didn't develop people, you didn't uh, plan for the the activity to happen, so on and so forth. Right. And think um, about so that, when you right, get to that go. point, if you're going deeper than that, you're still not ready yet. Well, that's what that's where I was going to go. That last statement you made, you didn't you didn't plan for that influx. OK, so what mm -hmm. what are you doing with your whatever weekly or biweekly sales meetings looking right. at the forecast and, and the probability of, of projects happening. You've, you've got a marketing plan. I like to, I like to think of it as, you know, different layers of strips. You, you've got the marketing plan. This is what's happening in the market and what sales is doing. You've got so many quotes and you've got so many high probability wins, blah, blah, blah. You boil it down. Hey, at some point this could all come together and the stars align. And if you don't see that, you know, I don't know, however much time in your industry is normal, if you don't see that the possibility is there and you prepare for it, then you're in trouble. Yeah. 
I would agree. What I was saying, don't get I, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you, how would you summarize this one? We, we need to go ahead and wrap this up and summarize it. How would you summarize this one? Can we talk? And I don't want to just say, oh, be prepared. Okay. I, you know what, <laughs> be I, a you boy know scout. what I would say? You know what I would say is yeah. take a deep breath. Right? And I always go back to this when my, my kids were playing either my daughter's softball or my boys' baseball, and they were on the mound pitching. And it was, you know, man on third, uh, you know, two strikes, three balls, you know, three and two count. You know, you don't want that winning run to come in. Hey, take a deep breath and throw the pitch that you know how to throw that you practice. It's the same yeah. thing in business. Take a deep breath. Don't go, don't go frantic on what has to be done. And don't, and when I say don't go frantic, I mean, don't make decisions in hate. You, you have the facts that you need. Make the assumptions that you need to communicate with the customer and your people and methodically take the work, grow the business, understand your costs and follow through. Yeah. That sounds really easy That's, to say, uh, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound sounds easy? easy yeah. Uh, easy said, hard to do, <laughs> it, it is, but you're right. I, it's hard I mean, that, fun, that, really. yeah. yeah, that's, that's great advice because I, I do believe that, uh, sometimes you do, you do need to, uh, uh, cheer, chill for a moment and take a breath and, and make sure that you sit back and close and close your eyes and kind of think through what you need to get done. Yeah. And you're right. Cause making rash decisions isn't going to help anybody. So no, it hurts. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and wrap it up right here? Um, I, I hope everybody, uh, uh, enjoys this podcast and we will, uh, we should be back on track to, uh, uh, getting on a schedule, uh, starting this week and going, going through and, and we will be back with you, uh, next week. So you all take care and Sean, you take care too. You too, Les. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week. Mm-hmm.